I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, this is a new thing now where you press record and it says you are being recorded, which is a little bit disconcerting. Russia is listening. Hello, Russia. Yeah, well, I was just going to say it must be something to do with the... privacy something or others who knows um uh-huh, you know what's uh-huh. weird when you started Go. singing that I knew that's what you were gonna sing I knew no. you were gonna sing the Eurostar theme music theme song whatever Eurostar that's gas are we morphing yeah. into the same person um perhaps I mean yeah I can't I can't wait for you to come down on your Hollybobs. You know, I did this mad dash to Ikea on Saturday. I drove up to oh. Ikea and back because that's how we roll. And I had to laugh because my cousin was around. Now, she, I didn't know she was coming around. But she texted me to say she was around. And she obviously, like, I live in West Kerry. So she presumed I was going to be in West Kerry. So I had to be just very vague as to why I had to go to Dublin. I was like, I've just got this thing in Dublin today. And then the next day she was like, was it a work thing? I'm like, I mean, I guess you could call it that. But really, I was going on a mad dash to Ikea. And I think my incentive, because obviously we don't work, we, we don't have a lot of mood at the moment. But I was like, I just want to get a couple of bits for our visitors. Because you are going to come to us for holidays during the summer, aren't you, Emma? Aren't you, Emma? Aren't you, Emma? Yeah, of course we are. Oh, I can't. When will we come? Down. Oh, well, listen, when they obviously, you know, if we, when the kids are on school, when are the kids on school? July? Would we say July? Yeah. So the, uh, they'll be finished now at the end of June. So um, I've got the room ready for you. I actually, to be honest, I was one step away from dressing the bed, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> even by my mint, standards. Mint on is, the pillow, giving out to Fred. That was forever. That was for our guests. <sighs> You know what? She always had that one friend that she went to stay with and you knew that she, you just knew that her family had always done things differently. Like I had this one friend in Ross Carberry in Cork and I remember I went to stay with her and oh my God, I got the whole treatment. So we had an amazing dinner. We had starters, we had wine. Then after dinner, she got this like really, this is before people start with the dark chocolate, by the way, this is probably 2011, 2012. She got like the dark chocolate, fresh raspberries from the market um, we had Irish coffees after and then I went up to the room and she had laid out towels including a face cloth and had a little chocolate on the face cloth for me and I just remember oh. thinking I don't know if this 
friendship can continue because we're just two different people coming from two different worlds. Like usually when people stay to my gaff up to that point, I'd find a bed for them and there'd be like all sorts in the bed, like sand, <laughs> an empty packet of crisps. You know, you'd be convincing them. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I tidied it all up for you now. We're good to go. And you would have just gone in with the Febreze, like a quick once over. Oh, like yeah that's God. grand but I mean they were the bad days you know I've since learned to tame my natural chaos and if you come to stay with me now it's just the five-star treatment so I went on a mad dash to Ikea was delighted with myself now I, I actually thought they'd be open earlier they don't open till 10 so I was up for 10 and I actually walked around with my friend Amo and we were laughing because the last time I'd been to Ikea with him, we were at the checkouts and he said to me, you know, the way like you get to the plant section and you're debating, you're like, do I deserve a new cactus? I'm not sure if I do. And then, <laughs> and then he had said to me, we were at the plant section. He was like, you know what, would you mind if I go back and get that one euro milk? And we went back, it was after Ikea had just opened. And I'll never forget the stress of going against the tide to go back for that one euro mug. And I was like, yeah, no, you're grand, not a big deal at all. But you're you're basically a salmon swimming upstream when you go against the one-way system in Ikea. Like you're taking your life into into your own hands. So this time round, it was a lot more calm. And we just got the little bits and bobs. I foolishly got curtains I don't even know if you'd call them curtains. They're kind of, they're very translucent and the pole is too big for the curtains. So I tried to close the curtains last night and I do have a gash in my head because the pole came down with the curtain. But look, I mean, sure, we have no neighbours, so it's fine. So in other words, like, obviously it's, do you remember that um, video with, was it Mel B or Mel C? Who was the sporting one? Mel C. Melcy and Brian Adams, baby, when you're gone, it's that kind of vibe because you can just see everything going on in the gaff with Julie's new curtains. Okay, hang on. There's a, yet again, pardon the pun, there's a lot to unpack. You did a mad dash to Ikea from Kerry. I did. So how long did it take you to get to Ikea? Oh, sure. Like we were, I was up in no time. I mean, I left at probably, I probably left at half six and I was up, I mean, I was up for well for 10 at that stage. So obviously there was no traffic or anything flew up and I quite like, it's such a treat to be in the car on your own. I don't know the last time I went on a long journey on my own in the car. It was great. Good Lord. It's just it's a lot. to me yeah. a mad dash is somewhere like I'm gonna get a lot I'm gonna get there a lot quicker. I, I know. Well, it is a seven-hour round trip, which is you know it's probably a bit more than a dash. Let's face it. But the good news is, and you know it's so funny when I put up the curtains. I mean, the first thought I had was of Joe or Tommy coming down and asking you what the story with the curtains were, and you just giving them a nudge. Stop! 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 We're visitors. Stop it. Mind your manners. Mommy, why can't we close the curtain? I can see everything. And everyone can see us. What's the point? I think when they're just rags on the post. Shh. Tommy, stop it. Thanks. Okay, yeah, first of all, thanks why so do... much. This will do us nicely. Thanks a million. <laughs> why do they sound like they're heavily medicated? <laughs> heavily. First like off. Holidays. Come on. We're all medicated yeah. on holidays. 
Um, no, we are defo looking forward to it. Just like she's IKEA, I need to go out there myself again now soon. But the last time I went out with Jane, it was a mad dash. Like we just fucked a whole lot of stuff and trolleys. And Shane had done his measurements wrong. So we had mattresses and all sorts. And it turned out that the, it just wasn't going to fit. We'd already started driving at this point. So basically what we had to do is Shane had to get out of the car and uh, I had to drive home with the stuff. I think Joe was in the car fucking hell, and he had to get a taxi home. That's how packed. And this is like in the fucking mommy mobile. So funny. I know, but you know, I have not Insane. been to I, I, IKEA for me is the incentive. It's the real incentive to get a gaff. I mean, I think that's why I went so hard with the job applications today because you know, look, if I have to go and purchase LED lights for another rental accommodation, I'm going to go mental. I just, I want to, I want to purchase LED lights and say, these are my forever LED lights. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck's sake. I just, but it's going like, to happen. It is going to happen. hundred percent is going to happen. Like I just, even I still have a cup now that's was from the old uh, landlord. I'll never forget when we moved into the house and he was showing us around and there was all like fucking, I don't know if I said this to you, but there was all fucking shit in the freezer. So he's opening up the fridge, like he's giving you the fucking inverted commas grand tour. And he's like, and yeah, no, there's stuff, there's stuff there in the freezer. Like that's, that's yours if you want it. And I just have to nod along. But you know that thing of like, you're so afraid to rock the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I know and right. you know what it was I was talking to a friend of mine who I mean I guess you would term her a landlord because she does have a gaff she's renting it out at the moment and I have to laugh because I mean maybe the landscape of tenant the landscape for tenants has changed but she's always getting messages from them the whole time and I was like god like I never would have rocked the boat because we're in such a precarious position in this country when it comes to rental accommodation that you're always just scared you're going to piss them off and they're going to turf you out. Funny you say about the freezer because I can remember a landlord withholding my deposit when I lived in Cork because we had left food in the freezer. And also Jesus. one of the girls, yes, and that was, no, that was the major crime. And then the other crime was one of the girls. <laughs> I mean, this has happened to all of us. I mean, especially in the 20s when we're all, you know, bleeding like racehorses left right and center for a week a month one of the girls had gotten a bit of period on a mattress so he was like that's it that 1200 euro is gone like he was such a prick oh my god but I mean first yeah. of all like blood is quite easy to clean out of things anyway I mean the last time I killed a man I if I was done in no time well this is it it's not of all the stains I mean Partly fluid, I would say, is generally pretty low down the list in terms of the time it would take to get it out of material. I mean, but even I, like, sorry, but like, would you not like, I know this is fantasy land, but like, would you not be even just changing the mattresses for new people? I know. Well, you see, this says it all, doesn't it? And then so that was one crime. And then the other crime was uh, having all the sliced pan in the freezer. Ridiculous. Come here. Tell us about the uh, applying for jobs. Ah, uh, well, there's no news on it really. I think I was telling you now before we started, I'm going hell for leather. I had to laugh. I'm like, oh my God, what a difference a month makes. When I was, laugh- when I, when I was laughing, thinking oh. back to myself and up to 90, 
Um, on our exclusive Patreon episode, Judy has a nervous breakdown when she doesn't get an interview <laughs> or a job she put in for. If you do want to check that out, that's a Patreon exclusive. I had to laugh actually because somebody locally came up to me in the shop the other day to say they'd listen to that episode. And I just, I felt so violated. You almost feel like saying to someone, hey, that's private. You know, it just, it always feels like up to 90 is just a private conversation between you and me. So when somebody comes up and like, yeah, I heard it. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you listen in on my personal oh my conversations? But now, so I'm going hell for leather, but I have to laugh because a month ago, I was like, I, I, I have to go back teaching might have to go back teaching I've applied for about 22 jobs and have yet to, <laughs> yet to get an interview so I was framing it as my plan b is teaching and now I'm just like oh my god like what what's the chances of an owl algolove over here I love it you see now you're at the point where it, you've been beaten down by the process of applying for jobs this is how I ended up working as a kitchen porter in a coffee shop not too long ago you know what because I well that's how it happened because I was just like Christ almighty well sure I just need something that's like, I do you remember, so well, in 2015, before I started comedy, I, do you remember I worked in the fish and chip shop and I got fired by the 17 year old for breaking his iPad. And it's funny because every time we pass that building, Fred's like, oh, isn't that the, isn't that the place where the 17 year old fired you? I was like, Fred, come on. That's actually quite a painful memory for me. But I think you need, you need to do those kind of jobs because it gives you the impetus to get something else because that was probably I mean at that stage what age would I have been maybe 31 32 but I needed to have that experience the debt to, to then say okay I might yeah. just give comedy a go you know like it, it definitely gives you that impetus and gives you that push yeah to well, go outside see, like, your comfort zone I think the thing is like obviously um you know, I may at one stage again in my life work as a kitchen porter or something like that. But the purpose of me finding a job at that time was getting like a proper. Getting back know, into the game. Yeah, getting a proper yeah. like careery job so I could go to the bank and say, hey, look what I've done. Because I was already, you know, in terms of like getting cash, I was already getting cash from comedy. It wasn't a cash. Uh, it wasn't a cash problem. Um, but I just like that I'd been applying for stuff for so long that I was just like I just need something just to like break the cycle but you see like at least you've more um, you've more like qualifications and training than I have I mean well I do what I have because like arts management degree no well listen I wish I could go back to my 17 year old self and say listen Julie I know you're just picking English and Irish because they're you're there your two first languages and you're a lazy bitch but you really need to think more broadly about this and I recently happened upon my CAO form and my second choice yeah horror story so my second choice was English and Russian where the hell was I going with that so now look I I think it's definitely like and I absolutely am not like being any way disparaging towards those jobs whatsoever I'm just saying when you're doing a job that is really hard work like I'm talking really hard work I mean it absolutely makes you it absolutely makes you appreciate you know people who do it in the long term because it is the toughest like kitchen work waitressing 
dealing with the public in general is exhausting. I mean, I absolutely stand anyone who can do it long term. I did um, apply for it. Do you remember I went for that job a couple of years ago as a youth development worker? Did I tell you about that instant? And the interview was in Galway. It was in Connemara. And I went and I realized as because obviously I was doing comedy full time. So no more than that. I was like, I need a job to get a mortgage. This could be my little day job. When the fuck was this? This was September two years ago. And I went You're a gas woman. You are at all sorts of shite. And I haven't I I I hear about it like two years. This was just like it was just look, you know me, I'm I as you've heard from my IKEA dash in Vertica, I'm mad for road. So like you know, this would this was just a regular Tuesday for me going down to Connemara for a training day. So I went down and I was an hour and a half late because I'd ran out of petrol somewhere in the Midlands. And actually, I was quite annoyed because I ran out of petrol just at a roundabout coming off, off the motorway. And the guards came along to give out about give out to me because they were like, you're blocking a roundabout. And I was like, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, I'm well aware. I've actually ran out of petrol. Yet again. Hello. Yet again. The guards on your case. The guards. Yeah, on, I was like, don't make me, don't make me say. But just so you know, my dad used to be a ministerial driver. Just so you know, before you, before you even, before you even go there. No, <laughs> so I ran out of petrol. So I was an hour and a half late coming down, and the people were actually so nice to me. So I went down and I got talking to one of the girls who did the job. And then I was like, so what kind of, this is so funny. Within the first five minutes of me going in there, they were so nice. They were getting me a cup of tea. I was like, I gave a half hour's apology for being late. I mean, you know, I was like, yeah, sorry, like car trouble. Didn't want to say, <laughs> say I'd run out of petrol. And they were so nice. They were getting me tea and the girl was saying, I was just in the queue. And, you know, you've got your tray and you're making chit chat. And I was like, so how long have you been working here? She's like 10 years. I was like, amazing. And I was like, I love young people. Like, I just can't wait to work to the medium of Irish with young people and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, what kind of hours now would you work? And she was like, well, obviously we work every Friday night. And I was like, okay, I've got the tray. Once you have the tray, you've committed. Like there's no leaving the queue. So I made that decision even before I got to the till. I was like, it's over, it's done. Because when I heard you worked Friday nights, I was like, I've got comedy dreams. I can't work Friday nights. So then I had to sit there for the three hours knowing that I wasn't going to take this job on. And then they were, again, they were so nice. They were like, we broke for lunch. And then after lunch, they were like, look, we'll take you to your B&B because they booked us the B&B because it's Connemara hello so they were like look the bean peas and spittle so we'll meet you there I was like yeah great so I got into my car <laughs> I got into my car and I followed them to spittle but they pulled in and I just kept driving so I kept driving oh and then God. I went back to Mead so by the time I landed back in Mead I had I mean probably about 20-25 missed calls and like a few emails like just want to know you're okay so I was like yeah I th- thought about it I don't think the job's going to be suitable for me but thanks so much for the morning lovely to meet you blah 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 so then they were kind of emailing me like I hope you're like did something happen because obviously they've been standing at the B&B with the key and I was like no I just don't think like it's the job for me but wish you well blah blah blah. so that job's after coming up again so I've actually put in for it again are you because look times have changed so uh, like hello I honestly look you know come on like I need to take care of kids so I got so I sent an email 
And I just said, look, I did go for this job a couple of years ago, but just (laughs) I was like, just at that time in my life, I didn't feel my Irish was good enough. But I've since done so much work and I've done like a translation and a grammar course and all that kind of stuff. So I feel in a much, much better position. But I just have some the neck in me, the absolute neck, because like if they call me for an interview, I will go and I will look them in the eye. I will look them in the eye and say, I'm sorry I left you standing by the B&B, but that's old Julie. Like new Julie has her shit together. I just want you to know that. You've really, I have to say, fair play to you. You've really fast tracked the I'm going insane because I'm trying to find a job. Like it took took me a while to get to that stage and you just completely fast tracked it well I'll I mean, tell you I'd say you're about a month away from working as a kitchen porter that's my guess well I'll tell you this much I the last time I got the job in inverted commas the reason I got the job was your man actually told me that I was the only person who put in for it so what yeah, I'm hoping for this time what I'm hoping for this time is that I can also beat off the non-competition, i.e. that I will be the only person putting in for it and they'll have to give me a second chance. Now, the money is like was absolutely appalling, like appalling isn't the word, but you know yourself, oh, well, that's, I think that's getting a job. Yeah, well, I think if the money's appalling, that's always nice. It's always a nice little thing to add to the applying for a job you don't want. Do you know what I mean? I think that always really spices it up. No, but you know, with with a listener, get in touch. If you can get Julie a job that pays okay and she could possibly like like this is this podcast, Julie. I think this is I think at the moment we have to take a break because it's doing you more harm than good on your career search. So first of all, we had the one about the not getting the interview, and as you said exclaiming into the air about having to possibly go back teaching. Now we're admitting that we're applying for jobs that we pulled a legger on. Like pulled a Absolute legger. legger. Oh, but like I've pulled I leggers. Pu- like I worked in La Crosse on Tree. Do you remember La Crosse on Tree? And I went to Sligo for the weekend and it's like, I don't know what was going on in Sligo, but my best buddy at the time went to college there. And anytime I went down, I must have gone down, I'd say once a month to Sligo on the Raz. And I think after two years, my dad said, isn't the WB statue so nice in the town centre I was like what WB8 statue that's when I knew I was just going too far with the drink but I didn't turn up to La Croissant Tree one Sunday because I was and I was so demented I sent my mother a message thinking I thought it was the wrong day so I was like oh I know I've college today but just you know I won't be back blah 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 and it was like Saturday morning or something she's like what the hell is going on but I didn't turn up for working across country in Liffey Valley and I remember they were sending me voicemails and voicemails just wanted to see was I alive and then they kind of get gave up on checking whether or not I was alive and they just cut to the chase and they were like can you just at least drop us back the uniform so I posted the uniform I just put it in an envelope and I just kissed goodbye to that week's wages and I just posted the uniform. And should then any time I was in the food court in Navy Valley, even up until last year, I'd be putting the hood up and the cross on trees well gone. And I'd still be putting the hood up like just for fear, skulking about for fear somebody would see me. There is go I can't wait now because there's definitely gonna be like a Netflix documentary on you and I'm gonna be I'm going to have to be one of the main talking heads. Oh, like don't fuck about, with cats. Yeah, and they're going yeah. to talk about how 
uh, like what you know, turning up to interviews wearing funny hats, buying people. Chocolate. I'm telling. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. And then okay, just right? totally plopping off the grid. Can and I? People t- thinking you're dead. That's that's the levels. It's buying chocolates, wearing hats, or going off the grid, and people think you're dead. I still maintain if I had gotten the interview at Roger Grades with that and I whipped out the hat, that job would have been in the bag. That joke, any time I, I must have told 10 people that joke in advance and I got a I got a little giggle every time. Like I would have knocked it out of the park. But are they looking for is that part of like the the remit? You're a star. Come on, you have to bring the jazz hands to the interview always. Come here. But I think if you did a joke in an interview for something that wasn't comedy related, I'm just like, this girl just wants to do comedy. Yeah, you have to, you always have to temper it a bit. Like, it's funny now because I've kind of just erased the comedy career from the teaching applications. But then, frustratingly, the latest application I was filling out today, 20 pages. Oh, but they actually asked reason for leaving in your previous skills. And it's so funny because I like realized I was kind of having a giggle going through reasons for leaving. Like, you know, mm. reasons for leaving. They can pursue my dream, want to pursue my real dream, which is comedy or whatever. Then reason for leaving, say Limerick, had to leave because I had shifted <laughs> a co-worker and ended up in such a toxic dynamic that one of us had to leave so it was me like you just but you know you frame it like wanted to go traveling decided to move to Dublin for family reasons like instead of saying I was actually embroiled in such a toxic toxic breakup situation I had to walk away from a permanent job like you don't you want to you want to just temper that a little bit I actually it got to the stage where I had to eat my lunch alone in the photocopying room like you're not gonna you know you're gonna <laughs> Meanwhile, like your man, like storming past my classroom saying your one in there is a complete nut. I think I, I think I know what to do. I think Go. I know what to do. Okay. You need to set up your own school. Okay. I'm listening. And just, yeah. Okay. And we're going to say that it's something to do with oh this is it I've got it I've got it I've got it so you're going to set up the school in Dingle okay that's gonna that's gonna give it a bit of cachet or whatever and it's going to be we won't put no yeah we're gonna call it something like it's a school for uh creative children something or something whatever right so it's going to be a school purely for kids who are in fourth year and It'll be like a boarding school for a year, okay? And you only need a few because the fee is going to be big enough. Well, I, I mean, it's see private. How much, yeah, how much do you want to earn a year? Do you want like 50K? Oh, that'd be nice, yeah. Okay, 50K. So why don't we say that for the term, it's for the year. No, sorry, not for the term, for a year. For a year, we'll say it's... 15,000, right? Just Blackrock College, though. I, th- I was thinking, no, but it's Emma, come on, let's get real. Okay, well, let, let's say, okay, let's say 10 a year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get, uh, like, we don't even need that many students. Say if we get like 15 and we do like an audition process, 
So they have to be accepted into this, okay? And it's got to completely focus on the creativity. So you'll get you'll get Fred involved. No, you you'll have to you'll have to have Emma. Sorry, as if them, you have right? to as if you have to say or oh, you're going to get Fred involved. Like every now and again, no, we'll, Fred we'll says pay, things like, "Can I have some of the Patreon?" I'm like, "Please, fuck off." No, you get him involved, but like you know minimum wage or if he wants cash in hand less like less cash is king yeah so uh we'll get him teaching music or something and then get a few other heads down but just get them down for you know a week at the time put them up in your gaff tell them it's a holiday like get people to come down on holidays and then just say to them look you know it's kind of like a family so you're here now yeah yeah you might as well stay the year Class starts at 10. No, you only get people down for a week or two on their holiday and then you just throw them into the school. And then obviously they've got their midterms and all the rest of it. And you get a few celeb people, you know what I mean, whatever. And you do that. And it's your school. You don't need, you don't need to be interviewed. You don't need to do anything of that. If you give it a snazzy name and you fake a few quotes, I think that's you know it. what? Yeah, do you know what I quoted? I think you're onto something, Emma. Because, you know, Fred has a degree in music. He used to teach music in a prison. Here we go. And he loved it. So, hello. Like, you know, we're dealing with an experienced staff here. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll do a press. We'll do a whole, like, PR thing about it. And we'll get on a lane and everything. And it'll be some sort. The angle will be, like, Dingle's answer to Oprah. You know, the way, like, of Oprah. Of course. Like, that's school in South Africa. Maybe we should just deal with no. We'll just deal just deal with um, girls in fourth year. Let's not bother with the fellas because it's too complicated then about the yeah. rooms. Colleeny only. I think, and then I think the PR would be easier when it's just for girls and this is a female-led initiative. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. That yeah, kind of I think Center for Excellence, um, yeah. educating female leaders of the future. Creative female leaders of the future. Creative, yeah, because yeah, we want a Eurystar element. I think actually what you should just do is just take whatever Oprah has uh, written on a website about her skills. Just take that. Copy and, and just, paste. Yeah, and just add in the word creative a few times. Yeah, and I mean, obviously you'd have to change, like say South Africa to Dingle. You'd have to just do a <laughs> control F as well. And just, you know, you wouldn't want that. That would be a bit of a glaring mistake to make. And you'd and have to proofread the font. You'd have to change yeah. the font as well. No, it's funny you say that because today, and again, I, I think this is when I had to take to the bed. I did find myself um, <laughs> writing on the application form a Maya Angelou quote. And I just said to myself, Julie, this has gone too far. No, but you see, the good thing is oh, at least Maya she... Angelou, love a bit. Of... I find any quote that I come back to, it's generally Maya Angelou, isn't it? But look, this can all be put into the press release, this mm-hmm. story about how you came about the idea. And like, obviously, we're not going to talk about the croissant place, whatever. <laughs> God. We're not going to talk gonna... about posting our uniform back or... No. Or the student in Limerick saying to the principal, I don't think Indy and Cohen's okay. Like, no, no, I think we'll leave all that off the yeah, brochure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm telling you, Centre of Excellence, educating creative female le- leaders for the future. 
Yeah, it's happening. And sure, then, like you know, what could we? You could come down and do a media module with them. No, I don't look. I don't want to get Owen, involved. In Owen Calgan for construction. Owen Calgan yeah. for construction all the way. No, get old. I don't want to be involved in this because it's only going to last about three years before the fucking shit hits the fan and there's accusations and all the rest of it. But you'll have enough time there to get your mortgage application in and approved and all that. Once and I have the can... keys in my hand, like yeah. whatever. Like the yeah. standard of educating female leaders, um, creative female leaders of the future. I mean, that's going to fall way beyond, way below excellent after I get the keys in my hand and those deeds are handed over. I love how when you're trying to say creative female leaders, you keep, it's so ironic, you keep saying creative female leechers. Leechers. Don't speak that many voice. I just can't judge. We also we 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 have judge members, Steph. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, think you're onto work. something, Emma. I, I think you, know, you have might... time. You have time. It's only the end of May. You have time to have this up and running. Emma, we've September. got. I'll tell you one. One thing Loads I do have is a lot of time. I have to laugh when people send me emails. They're like, "If you have time," I'm like. Pfft the one thing I do have well actually I suppose you don't because you're then with Ted you, you don't have a lot of time very funny you know the way I was banging on about Dorgan's garage last week and how I got such stellar service mm-hmm. this is very funny they rang me today to remind me oh, Jesus that I gosh. hadn't paid them I totally forgot to pay them Emma so there I am like geez you'd be giving out with Sam Fairs getting the freebies and me thinking giving them a plug on the old up to 90 you know negates the need to actually pay them cold cold hard cash so they had to ring me today and they were like oh yeah you know about last week you kind of do have to pay for it and we had a good laugh on the phone but I was like what am I like I'm honestly, you can't see me because your laptop's fucked, but I'm honestly like hand over mouth a god. <laughs> What's going on? No, yes, yeah, so I forgot on? to pay them. And then, yeah, now look, so there I am buying a box of roses for Jonathan in the NCT, and I still haven't actually paid these guys for the work they've done. So look, obviously we'll get that sorted tomorrow, fret not. In case I forget, you know, myself and Fred are doing um, that Who's Chosen Anyway in Today FM. We're doing that this Sunday, if anyone wants are to you? in. Oh, it's, just a, it's just a once-off, um, but we're very, very excited about it. So we recorded yeah. it yesterday, and our theme is Bluetooth Bangers. And the whole idea is that we're celebrating festivals by playing songs that are so good, you don't even want to leave your tent. So you know the songs you have on your speaker and you're like, oh, a bit yeah. of a or whatever. But I had to laugh because we were recording it yesterday. And I don't know what happened. But the two of us were like talking like Miriam Callan. Like we basically, the vowels on us. Celebrating. We're celebrating festivals. Like playing Bluetooth. Like just insane. Like the Jim Carrey facial movements on us were just nuts. So if anyone wants to listen, because, you know, I totally forgot. It just popped in my head there. But if you do want to listen... Um, oh maybe, yeah what time is that message, then maybe message to say if I'm and say these guys would be amazing having a 
regular slot. Um, that will be on 12 p.m. this Sunday. So Alison's done it. Bernard's done it. And actually this week was great as well. They had the girls. Um, I feel so bad now because I forget their names. Uh, the two girls, Sarah Breen and the other lady who wrote the Ashling books. They were on this week. And they had oh, a great okay. They had a great team. I thought this was so clever, which was Mad for Road, which was great. Um, And Bernard's show was kind of more of an interview one. And then Alison, like, was really banging out the tunes. She did. It was like, what was it? Will you shift my mate? So it was all the songs kind of that would would remind you of a teenage disco. Although, you know, the way you see we're a bit older than Alison. So, like, the songs that she was playing probably would have reminded me more of my college days. Okay. But they were great. They were some real bangers. So do you get to pick all the songs and stuff? Emma, it was the absolute dream. We had the best crack. So we got to pick the songs and it was just so much fun. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Like just such a joy to do. Do you know like when you do something and you just have such crack? Like myself Mm. and Fred were just smiling from ear to ear. We enjoyed it so much. Oh, that's deadly. And how long is the show? It's an hour. So it's going to be on oh, this, nice. this Sunday at 12. Absolutely loved it. But no, do you know what I just said? I'd say, because, you know, you forget to tell people you're doing these things. And then if people do want to listen, obviously, sure, it's oh, on yeah. the play or whatever. Um, oh, that's deadly. So do, what's your one called? So it's the shows. So the show is called Whose Show Is It Anyway? And our one is Bluetooth Bangers. Now, I do oh, think yeah. may, that's maybe. That's a good name. I think it's a good name, but you know what? I thought I was saying then to Fred, I feel like maybe we over explain it at the top, but I hope it's like relatively clear because I'm not the best communicator. But the whole idea, as I said, is that, you know, it's those songs that you play in your campsite and you end up missing the whole festival because you're just in your mm-hmm. camp in the crack. Um, well, that's a so great no, idea. Yeah, no, well, do you know what? I was just, it was such a joy to do. I just absolutely, I just loved it. I thought it was so much fun and Fred had great crack doing it as well. Obviously, you know, these things will have to take the back seat when we open the Centre of Excellence. So it's just nice, you know, to get these well, things Well, I think these things, these things are going to be used in the showreel or the trailer promo, whatever you want to call it, for the Centre of Excellence. I think so. Yeah. Celebrating festival, Sandra Waxland. I don't know what's so going on to, with us. Were you able to do it at home then? So we did it at home. Now, I hope the sound is okay. So we did upper links and all that. Now, at times, I think I was a bit Alan Partridge. Welcome to Bluetooth Bangers. You know, there was a bit of that going on. I think it would, you know, there is something about a pre record you probably kind of over dramatic. Welcome to Bluetooth Bangers. It was a bit kind of over dramatic in places. But look, I think with these kind of shows, for me, like I was saying to Fred, because obviously they gave two ideas you could do more talk or more music. For me, I want music on the radio on a Sunday. Do you know what I mean? If it's 12 yeah. o'clock on a Sunday, I just want to get the tunes out. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was great old crack. I love that. That's deadly. Yeah, it was good fun. Well, you know, it's just nice to be doing a bit or bob because I guess I haven't done bits and bobs now for a while as such. So it was nice. It was it was nice to do it now. It was great old crack. Uh did you see this very quickly? Did you see this story about the girls in Florida? Mm, no, I don't think so. What were so they up to? It was so the now they actually did talk about it on Elaine today, but um so basically this <laughs> kind of 
I know. I do you know what? Because I was delighted with myself. I was like, this is a lovely random story. And then sure I saw that they were chatting about it. Um Eva Dooley was on Elaine and I saw they threw up a clip and I was like, oh, they happened upon that story as well. I love the way that uh, I think I'm so alternative getting my news stories from BBC.co.uk. I'm like, nobody else will have this. <laughs> Me and my elusive sources. So basically, a high school in Florida is facing backlash for altering the yearbook photos of 80 female students to add clothing to their chests and shoulders. The school district told local media that the changes were made to ensure that the photos would be, quote, modest. But of course, critics pointed to yearbook photos of male students left unedited, um, despite violating the same standards. And obviously, these changes were made without permission. So they've gotten into trouble um obviously if it's not great it's I'm like so strange like I, I'm gonna show I'll actually might throw it up on the Patreon the pictures like one girl I was wearing a cardigan and basically what they've done is just the cardigan is kind of pushed over a little bit more so you see less collarbone and it's just kind of up a bit higher that is insane but like just to be so concerned with something like that anyway well it's obviously it's sexualizing young women which is like well teenagers which is just so pissing off because like I just feel like I know we've talked about this before it actually got me thinking about Billie Eilish do you remember when we were talking about that before yeah um how she made a concerted effort to hide her body because she didn't want it to be obviously you know the subject of like sexualization and all the rest and then of course she had her shoot recently um did you see that beautiful shoot she did on the cover of what magazine was that oh yeah I saw it yeah 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 really like beautifully done but like you see that's more of it like the fact that like teenage girls have to I suppose be subjected to that like even Billie Eilish I know like we were saying like it's empowering in one way but then in another way it's like god if she feels like she has to hide her body so that it's not the subject of this like awful discourse it's kind of not yeah. a good thing either. Do you know what I mean? Like in one way it's empowering, but in another way, like it's such bullshit. And I mean, this is obviously the same with this, that like the guys are there in their yearbook photos with their arms out or whatever. And actually a couple of the photos, because they seem to be on big, you know, the way teenagers in America are gas. They go off on these spring breaks and like la- final year vacations and all this kind of stuff. So like the lads are there with their tops off in some pictures. And meanwhile, the poor girls like their cardigans are kind of being pulled over and pulled up so that you don't see a bit of collarbone or whatever. Like, it's ridiculous. And I assume Elaine was like saying, oh, proper order and stuff, was she? Well, I wasn't. I didn't actually watch it. I just saw Aoife put up. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? Elaine and Aoife and I would be, well, I think they'd be very supportive of that move. They would, yeah. They'd be all over that. That's a fucking joke. They, these Those types of stories, they pop up every so often every couple of months and you just want fucking I was going to say something but I won't I was going to say you want to set the place on fire but I mean that's totally um that's and you, know what? I think you that's... just want to say to people what are you thinking really but... I just think you know that sentiment is the reason why as much as I love you I, I'm afraid I can't employ you in the center of excellence <laughs> pyromaniac over here I'll be I'll be there in the house looking through my transparent curtains going should have been me should have been me look I 
at least I got you a few curtains. Come on. Yeah, I don't get the job, but I get the curtains and I'm delighted. Okay, right. Now, do you know, we haven't done a listener of the week in a while. Do you have a listener you want to give a special shout out to? <laughs> on the spot oh, do you know what I I feel like we won't do it this week guys purely because we just be doing it for the sake of it but I'm going to check the yeah, inbox we now again mean, as, yeah we want it to mean something don't we so we'll guess we'll check the inbox now again and we'll we'll pick some for this week in case I forget Sophie White is doing an exclusive well I shouldn't say exclusive because I think she's doing it for a few book clubs she's very sound like that she's doing a Q&A with us and our book club Julie's book club is happening this Friday at eight o'clock it's going to be 20 minutes at the top of Q&A with Sophie um so have your questions at the ready and then we'll have a regular book club after and of course we're doing Corpsing by Sophie White so that's a Patreon exclusive I can't wait for that now be great this Friday oh yeah that came around fast didn't it didn't it that was a fast month so this week getting on board we have Evelyn we have Siren gorgeous name isn't it Siren that's unusual yeah I I catch that one before Sophie we have D we have Roisin we have Grace we have Rachel thank you so much for getting on board guys it does mean so much to us thanks very much we really appreciate it I've been Ginny J I've been Emma Dorn God bless 